Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? Not too bad. Yes, Not very well, very well. Hmm. Any news? Uh, we are, what is it, two days since we recorded, hence we have had a come-to-Jesus moment where we've realised that the boys are so rudely not just taking off their original holiday as they'd planned, but now they're basically taking off for six months. So we're about to embark on the most strenuous recording sessions of our life before Clarky and we head OS and Swanee goes overseas too. As per usual, leaving Schmidty here in Melbourne. Home alone Am left I? to fend for herself. That's me. We're pretty That's sad, okay. aren't we, Swanee? I actually cannot believe your your travel schedule. It is awesome. And extraordinary, <laughs> isn't it? It is. I honestly yeah. like to see it in writing. I, I, was, I was showing it to Jeremy last night. I said, look at this. It's, yeah. It really does. It is like when you say it like that, it doesn't make sense because if you think of six months of travel, that I can yep. get my head around. It's actually when you see them as sort of individual trips and whatever else in the coming back yep. that it feels like I've never yeah. known of any I've never known of such a thing. It's Six months of travel sort of, makes sense. Well, also because it wasn't planned as six months of travel. It was, no. you know, six, six weeks and then oh we might as well go here and then oh while we're doing it, you know, if we're gonna go away then and then away in a couple of months, we might as well just go away for the whole time. So we just kind of booked trips independently rather than planning one big six-month trip? Yeah, I guess in some ways, I mean, depending on the type of person you are, the coming back and, you know, touching home base, you know, regrouping again, it's probably not a bad thing because I think most of Grundies. Kind of. Most people would go. But the thing is, this way, at least you'll be able to tailor to where you're going, do your washing. That's what it looked like to me. It's like we return on this day and two to days do, later do, we go we've got, again. I'm like, we've got a couple of laundry days pencilled round, in. That's it, yeah, round the clock laundry and then back that. out again. We yeah. can also change over what we're packing. Carrying. So of you're carrying, yeah, yeah, which, again, isn't uh, a planned thing, but given that we've got it the way we are, it kind of works out as a, a benefit. Yeah. I'd rather true. just plan it's a bit of a luxury. Of, it's a bit of a luxury, really, yeah. Because most people find that when they travel for that sort of long, they end up hating everything they've got. You know what I mean? It all becomes you in the same gear or schlepping around and carrying the same, you know, too much stuff or whatever else. So I think yeah. it might work to your advantage, I think. You'll be able and to also, segment e- and enjoy it all. Everywhere you go, you can buy us presents and bring them back. And <laughs> well, you that's won't have the main excuse thing. of saying you had couldn't carry it all back. No, yeah. this is very true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't no, happen anymore, does it? Do you remember how exciting it used to be when someone travelled, particularly and they overseas? Had presents, yeah. Because beso- besides the fact that you know, when I was very there. young, someone would you know bring back a little trinket or a souvenir or something like that. Then that yeah. sort of graduated to, as a teenager, when anyone we knew would go to the US, it would be like oh, you know, there'd be perfume and trainers or things like that. And now 
everything's available everywhere. So it's yeah. kind of a redundant concept really, isn't it? Yeah, that's it is. right. And that, yeah. that might be why that one time, Swanee, when you came back from uh, somewhere <laughs> in Europe, camp? you brought yeah. a – no, 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 she went to Europe and then she went into the office and in England they used to have this thing that you'd buy all the the European sweets and you'd come in yeah. and you'd put a bowl of sweets out. She came back and put a bowl of cigarettes out. <laughs> 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 Do you know, as you were saying it, I was like, I think that's where she's going with that. That would be very popular. But Marlboro Lights, was it, in, back in the day probably, or something? Probably, probably, yeah. I just remember you telling me that and I thought it was hilarious. Class, Not joints. Yeah. I've been to Amsterdam no, no, here when you could have a joint. <laughs> but, again, even Siggy's, that was a big deal when you buy the carton or whatever else. That, mm. People still so do people even do that anymore. You can't do much anymore, really, can you? Well, you can't bring them. You can only bring two packets into Australia. You can't even Not bring cartons. back. Oh, no, gosh. A packet. Yeah, a packet. Um. I think it's a limit of fifty cigarettes, which I can tell you, Jacqueline was pretty unhappy about. I was going to say, how did she manage? <laughs> fifty cigarettes, did you say? Mm, two packets. That's all you're allowed to bring into Australia. Jeez. Yeah, and so that's not um, much help to anyone who smokes the these days. Point? You know what I mean? People a aren't dabbling if they do. Well, like I think that. that's yeah. the idea. I think the idea is to stop people smoking. But maybe that's uh, no, why we, we're. I sorted her out with a local tobacconist. Yes. Maybe these guys are going to just try to accumulate mm-hmm. 12, packets of cigarettes. 12 packets of cigarettes. Oh, it seems wow, a lot of yeah. travel to do for that. <laughs> for two non-smokers, yeah. Yeah, for two non-smokers and 12 packs of durries, it seems like a lot of legs to have to <laughs> a lot of, lot of spend. Effort, yeah. I tell you what, we could bring back some serious spirits though. Yes, you can. That that you're still allowed to do, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they can bring back, is it two litres each or is it one yeah. litre each? can't remember. Um, I think it might be two litres each, so you 24 litres. Maybe, yeah, something like that. But yeah, Again, that's not really a lot for No, but for 12, 12 trips or something, they'll, yeah. they'll have their Across whole bar the stocked. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. For longer than two put, packets of cigarettes at last. I'll tell you what, I'll put my order in for some dark spiced rum. So what are we drinking? We're about to burp, so that's a fair indication that I'm on my first Diet Coke, oh, sorry, Coke Zero of the day. Look at you go, spoiling yourself. it is very early in the day for you, so that's even more fair. Yeah, it's midday. Well, I'm having a Chockstone Grampians 2021 Rosé, which I picked up uh, when I did my farewell tour in Horsham, and I just had a sip. I liked it because of the colour, and I thought, oh, I'll get that. Hang on a sec. Mm, It's it's quite a deep colour. It is a very deep colour. Looks like raspberry colour from here. Mm. It's it's quite nice, but it's a bit. It's not really orangey, but it's kind of got a bit. Of, you know how some rosés are a bit sour. It's kind mm. of a bit like that. A bit metho-like. Well, no, no, it's not, dr- it's not dry like you know alcoholic. You're going to get indigestion. It's just the flavour more so than the. Mm. So it's, and I think it'll be fine. Mm. Not my rosés as supplied as supplied no, by Schmidt. They're much nicer. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. Light. I like the little nearly see through ones. Mm. Very style. Yeah. What about oh, you, Schmidty? What about you, darling? Not grunters. I'm on a bit of absolute vodka. Just shots. Um, yeah. Shots. Shots. <laughs> Not quite. You've got a shot every time I say someone's name or a place name wrong. No, no, um. no. We're doing more than one recording today, and I've got to stay relatively neat. But I am having that with uh, Carla's Nemesis Pepsi Max because that's what I prefer. Jeepers. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm not going to make any apology for it. If you don't like it, tough. Drink Coke Zero. Did you? I've got one that child was, who That likes was for Pepsi. our listeners, not you. <laughs> right. Good job. All right. So who are we? I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are Trial, Trial by, by- 
Wine. Oh, you looked very excited with that one, Shmitty. I know. I'm trying to get us to be a bit more upbeat when we do those intros. It's clearly oh, working. I thought, a while, I thought a while back you wanted us to be more downbeat. Now we're upbeat. Oh, no. I can't no, tell. Just in time. Did you but, get um, that message? But not sounding miserable. Okay. I don't know. I have definitely noticed the uh, enthusiasm being lifted being by lifted, Schmitty. Yeah, yeah. Right. I can see that there's Probably. a concerted effort there. I've been noted. Yeah, duly noted. We'll try that for the next one. Okay. All right. So who's got a story for us? Me, 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 me. Oh, Clarky. Yes, indeed. Right. Yes, indeed. Tell us. What have you got? Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, last time not last time, recently, you both said to me that I predominantly do the dark stories. 100%. And so being the adult that I am, I have taken your feedback on board, so thank you very much, and <laughs> I've uh, decided to go with a very different story. So this week I'd like I didn't it- know if you were going to say I've dug my heels in and I'm going dark. <laughs> well, I found the worst thing <laughs> that I could, could possibly I was going to say, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed after Chicoletto. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's oh, normally my you know, double down and Chicatillo, keep going. Chicoletto, yeah. Chico, Chiquito. I only remember because of the song. Oh. I have to go, Chicatillo, that's you, right? Mm. <laughs> go on, Clarky. what are so you So this week, for? if you'd like to join me, I'd like us all to discuss uh, space crime. Oh yes, I'd love to join you on that. Okay, so we're going to talk space crimes, and <laughs> uh, we're going to then particularly talk about the story of Anne McLean and Summer Warden, and how uh, the world became dangerously close to its first space crime. But first, oh. like we did with cruise crimes, let's talk a little bit about how space law works. So there's never been a crime in space as yet, but. People are obviously expecting at some point there will be, and so there's legislation that has been put in for quite some time that just, that they'll be able to manage it should a crime ever occur. I should tell one of my kids to get involved, get in early. It's like, what do you want to specialise in? <laughs> oh, I think my specialism will be space law. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. <laughs> oh, who are you going to uh, you just start it up themselves? That's a great idea. Well, I like it. Well, maybe you can get them to listen to the first little bit of this podcast and they can see whether that okay. uh, piques their interest. Let's see if it floats their boat. So space is governed by five key international treaties known informally as the Outer Space Treaty, the Rescue Agreement, the Liability Convention, the Registration Convention, and the Moon Agreement. Now, they do have... Form- oh, my Lord. Oh, no, that, does, that sounds a bit sus. They uh, do have formal names. They're much longer. And, Schmitty, to save you from having to have a shot every time I get it wrong, let's just go with their common <laughs> I'm not names. I'm doing it, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> so all are under the auspices of the delightfully named United Nations Office of Outer Space Affairs. So the Outer Space Treaty uh, first was developed in 1967 and is one of the most relevant when it comes to dealing with alleged crimes in space. In Article 8 of the treaty, any crime committed in space should be handled by the country that owns the spaceship on which the crime is committed. So similar to a ship in international waters, wherever that ship is what do they call it? Not registered, but moored maybe? Is, is the one no, who has to look it is after. registered. Is it registered? I can't think. I yeah. think there's another uh, that's not word. not the right word either. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. there is a word for it. Yeah. And wherever that is, uh, is the one who would investigate the crime. So then I'm sure that the first question on the tip of your tongues is, what about the International Space Station? What about the International Space Station? What about the International Space Station? Excellent question. So in 1998, an intergovernmental agreement was signed mandating that the home country of the offender 
will handle any investigation and subsequent prosecution. So, yeah, the, the home country of the offender is the one who's going to do the prosecution. The home right. country of the offender. So it doesn't it's so a bit hard because it, at this be point Australia. Like yeah. if we were the offender on the space station, it would be Australia, yeah? Correct. Rightio. Are you already researching, Swanee? No, I'm trying. To be honest, I'm looking at Malta, Valletta in Malta, to try and find out the name of the, when boats are That's registered. That's where they make so all of the boats in Valletta. In yeah. Valletta. They do a lot of them. Well, like, I so don't know, but they do a lot, yeah. There's something, because when we, our boat was registered in Monaco, and so if your boat's from Monaco, you have to have a Monaco flag on all time, but then when you go into the waters of the other areas, you have to then fly, fly their flag as well. as well. Yeah, I just yeah. thought there was another name for it. I reckon there is. What's, what's it called there when is you another, it's like have your boat? I'm not sure. Isn't it licensed? Licensed? That's not what I'm thinking of. No, no I because you're the licensed. You hold the boat. You have the license. It's like registered, but it's a different name for it. Like yeah. A, Anyway, because a lot of us. boats, you know, all of the boats, they'll be from places like the Cayman Islands, usually from tax havens, but Valletta, like a lot of like super yachts will yeah, say Valletta, which Malta's is Malta. Got you heaps. Think, what? Yeah, They're not from yeah. Malta. Correct, yeah. Anyway, Panama as well. I was well. just trying to find out, but I couldn't. Yeah. Right. Jersey. <clears throat> yeah. So, so on the working through the fact that the offender, the offender's home country will handle the investigation. So it's entirely possible that two offenders from different countries would be dealt with by their individual countries and possibly receive very different sentences. However, if the victim is the national of another country, that country will have the right to inquire as to the offender's criminal status and seek to have jurisdiction over the matter if they feel justice isn't being served. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is... <laughs> <laughs> If I'm thinking of committing a crime in space, it might be in my best interest to find someone who's not from my home country so it kind of maybe dilutes things or makes things a little bit more murky. Murky. Or that might play against me and we might have to do it in two different jurisdictions. I don't know. And if you put it into the context. Yes, and if you put it into the context of Eurovision, so there's obviously political things that play into this. So if you commit an offence against someone from a country that your home country doesn't lie. I like what you're saying. Then yes, it's yes. entirely possible that your sentence will be lenient because they're a member of that country and they deserved it. I'm hearing you. Mm. I'm hearing you. These are all things to put into, you know, our thought process before we commit a crime in crimes in space. So it's pretty clear so far, right? Crimes in space. It's <laughs> been just there, and I was thinking, where is it? It's coming. There it is. It's like pigs in space. Crimes in space. <laughs> So, in most cases, space crimes would be dealt with in a similar manner to cruise crimes on international waters, as I said, which we've discussed previously. Hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. if Schmitty decided to set up a soap-making business on the moon using the best sopranos in the galaxy as the main ingredient, <laughs> the various international fatches, agreements and national laws well. would determine how mm. she gets sentenced. So imagine a situation whereby Schmitty, an Australian citizen, renders down an Italian Mm -hmm. soprano whilst on board a US Mm -hmm. spaceship. It's complicated, right? Oh, yeah. It is complicated. Mm. And imagine being... Not the soap making. That's quite simple. Yeah, or the rendering. I mean, you don't even (laughs) have to watch that. Don't spoil that. And, And imagine being the investigator of the crime. You may recall from one of our cruise crime series the difficulty of locking down a crime scene until investigators arrive. 
Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, the cleaners had already been in, yeah. taken the baby out yeah. from under the bed. <laughs> They've gotten rid of all the yeah. bits of the soprano I didn't use in soap making. Yep. yep. Add to that the complexities of zero gravity. How does it affect blood spatter? What about forensics such as hair samples? Can they be relied upon mm. to hang about on the victim? And who knows about the intricacy of body decay on the outer rim? Schmitty? <laughs> We were, madam. <laughs> if you don't mind, <laughs> leave my outer rim alone. I don't know. I want to talk about body decay. That's right. Body decay on the outer rim, none of your business. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, airlocks would make it easy to monitor movements. And how would the offender get yeah. away? Maybe it would be more like a game of Cluedo. Another issue is the question of where space even begins. Earth's atmosphere does not have a solid boundary, which makes it hard to determine whether air law or space law should apply at a given altitude and whether space-bound flights can be deemed to have violated another country's airspace. Oh, Oh, can you do that next? Crimes in the air? Maybe, yeah, yeah, because I'm going to be doing a lot of air travel. To to be fair, I'd actually (laughs) wanted to look at plane crimes, so I could well have a bit of overlap there. Yeah. So now that I've cleared all of that up for you and it's quite easy as to how you would deal with a crime (laughs) in space. So easy. (laughs) Not a problem. Straightforward. Let's talk about the crime. So our story begins in the US and involves the couple Anne McLean and Summer Warden. Firstly, let's talk Anne McLean. Anne was born on the 7th of June in 1979 in Spokane, Washington. From the age of three, her dream was to become an astronaut and she wrote a book about a family of space travellers at the age of five. Anne earned a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering in 2002, followed by a master's degree in aerospace engineering in 2004, and another master's degree in 2005 on international relations. Her work on unsteady aerodynamics and flow visualisation of free-to-roll non-slender delta wings was published in American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. I just think she needs to calm the fuck down. There's an awful lot going on there. She's clearly very I know, capable. No, I would have been, she could have just stopped writing the book when she was five and I would have still been impressed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah. chill out. You can sit down, take a seat, Dull, You're done. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Add to that, she's an avid rugby player who played in the top level of the sport in England. She missed out on participating in the 2006 Women's Rugby World Cup due to her US Army commitments and she credits rugby for her success in becoming an astronaut. Anne was selected by NASA in June 2013, becoming the youngest astronaut on the NASA roster. She completed training in 2015 and flew to the International Space Station in 2019. Anne is the recipient of numerous medals, including the Bronze Star Medallion, the Air Medallion, and Army Commendation Medals. And there were literally, you know, a whole list of them. I thought, gosh, we'd end up making the podcast about Anne's achievements if we keep that up. So she's obviously very capable. <laughs> we wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want that. No, we're talking crime. Oh, God. No. So Summer Warden was born in 1975 in Kansas. She obtained a degree in business with a minor in aerospace. She also has advanced degrees she's in strategic intelligence and digital forensics. Warden walked for no. 13 years in United States but Air she Force hadn't written and a book intelligence when she was five. community. She didn't write Lost in Space, did she? She was a late starter. Uh, She also Mm. led a a team for the National Security Administration. She has served in special access programs relating to nuclear, nuclear, not nuclear, George, security, 
Warden also worked as the Director of Risk and AML at USAA Financial. She founded Philly Intelligence in 2012, a woman-owned and service-disabled veteran-owned small business. Summer had a boy via in vitro fertilisation in approximately 2013, and she named him Briggs. A son. A son, yeah. She had a boy. A boy also. (laughs) She had a boy by IVF. Yeah. (laughs) True. Hey, what year was that, sorry? Uh, 2013. Approximately 2013. Approximately. We're not quite Mm. sure. Okay. Yeah, so she's born in seventy five. She's done the birth all of that. Might give it away. Was she was she <laughs> with someone at that time in a couple or on her own? Do we know? I just there was mixed uh, discussions on that. So I did see somewhere that she'd had a boyfriend. Is she a lesbian? But I don't think that was the case. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, she is right. <clears throat> it's just because you called them a couple earlier. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah. checking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh, okay, cool. Right. Yeah. So thoughts so far. To these two incredibly bright and accomplished women who are interested Sickeningly in space, do they, do they know each other? Not yet. Not no, yet. Okay, not right. yet. okay. So I didn't think so. All right, yeah. So Anne and Summer. Anne and Summer. So and do they? Anne Summers. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't quite gather, but the first are they both aspiring astronauts? So Anne. One is, Anne, is, Anne, Anne is an astronaut. Summer is not, and is yeah. but Summer right. is in and around that sort of. She's risking forensics and intelligence. Yeah, and yeah I mean, I don't a, know yeah, how okay, people so. wasn't... end up in that trajectory as a career, but they seem to have done it and done no it exceptionally intended. well. Uh, correct. There actually was no pun intended, oddly. <laughs> hey, Clarkie. Yes? You didn't tell us what your sources were up front. <gasps> Thank <gasps> you so much so I just <clears throat> I was just thinking... I was wondering if where, where, they, where this had come from because I'm finding it very intriguing. Mm, right. So my sources are, and there was an awful lot of them. I found this a really hard story to piece together because there's big headlines, clickbait type headlines, and then yeah. very little detail yeah. that is repeated more or less or over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that drive it's you crazy? It's a bit of a pattern, isn't it? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I looked at mentalfloss.com, abc.net.au, heavy.com, justice.gov, nytimes.com, abc13.com, oxygen.com, space.com, wallycally.com, and today.com. Cool. Right. So about eight months after Briggs was born, summer. The boy. The boy, also the son. The boy. Isn't that like <laughs> the name of some Briggs. So, the something Briggs test that you do before Myers your job? Briggs. Like, Myers like, Briggs. Mm. Myers Briggs. I was like, where have yeah, yeah. they got Briggs? <laughs> I know what we'll call yeah. it. Psychological test. Mummy, yeah. where are we going shopping? We're going to Myers Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mummy being an ENTJ again. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> shortly after Briggs was born, they met and they married about eight months later in 2014. Oh. There's not a lot about their relationship in the public between 2014 and 2017, so you can try to Google it and very little comes up. And I think it's because yep. they were both pretty private people, obviously career-focused, but also, from what I can gather, fairly tight as a, a family. What is clear, though, is that Summer felt that Briggs was entirely hers, whilst Anne began to feel yes. a strong connection to him. And this is where the problem begins. Right. Mm. Oh, no. 
So in 2017, Anne took Briggs to a NASA photo shoot, which led to some super cute pictures of the two together. And they really are. There's Anne in her space suit and Briggs there. And there's one where Briggs has got a helmet on his lap and they're really nice pics. And then in March 2018, these pictures were run in an article on businessinsider.com. Following the publication of the story, Summer contacted Business Insider by email to state that she was the biological mother of Briggs and his sole legal guardian. So the, the article about, from Business Insider kind of referred to Anne as being mum. Implied and that the Anne chal- was well, well, They actually yeah. used the word mum. Yeah. They spoke about parenting challenges, being in space and whatnot. Anne also tweeted the pictures in support of mums who struggle to find a hard work-life balance. The hardest part about training for space is the four-year-old I have to leave behind every time I walk out the door, she wrote at the time. Then Anne filed a lawsuit in 2018 requesting shared custody of Briggs. In her su- Had they broken up at no, that point? No, they're still together. In her supporting declaration, she wrote, I'm petitioning the court for legal parental rights due to Summer's recent threats to take Briggs out of his current home and school with no reasonable financial plan and no familiar or stable environment for our son. Summer was not supportive of this request and the request was denied. Also did a bit of reading about the legalities of that because they're a same-sex couple. They were saying that at that stage there were a lot of progressive laws that had been made for same-sex couples, but only in the context of them getting together, not in the context of them separating. So there were no very clearly defined laws around what happens when people separate. I was just trying to think, you know, because the the backstory here is that we've got two highly educated, successful women. I was just trying to think if you thought about what Anne had said, if she were perhaps a male or was not considered to be an upworthy person, an upworthy citizen, you'd probably, upstanding, sorry, citizen, Yeah. you'd think, oh, I think you're overstepping the mark slightly. I think I could understand Summer at that point saying, hey, there's a way to go about things and you seem to be making a lot of public declarations and then going and doing things, yep. you know, I, she's kind of, she has overstepped the mark. She's not, you know, Briggs is not her child. It might be that over a period of time in a relationship that you become adopted by someone and it's wonderful. That that does absolutely happen and you see both of them as your parents. But it's very early days and she seems to have really, There's, there's an old you know, adage made that it quite says clear what it, that lesbians mate for life. So, and, and it's, it's, a, it's clearly a stereotype, but it's based around the fact that they fall in love quite quickly and quite deeply. And right, what does okay. a lesbian bring to the second date? A U-Haul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's, it's that kind of thing, right? So my friend, who's a lesbian, told me that. Joke yeah, yeah. And, and so all the, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm saying the same thing from you know plenty of people that I know right, in the okay. community. But it, it's a thing. Yeah. They do tend to fall quite deeply, quite quickly. Quite quickly. Yeah, quickly. yeah. Whilst it's a short time frame, it's probably quite a reasonable time frame for okay. yep. some lesbians, certainly. Sure. And and I know someone. Well, they're women. Yeah, they are. Women fall in love oh, quickly. But, but you've got yeah, two of them. That's the true, thing, yeah. right? So it's, so a woman, exactly. right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it, it makes perfect sense because women yeah. fall hard and fast and you've got two of them falling in love with each other, then it's explosive. Yeah. 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 Swanee, yeah. is that true of wiggers, do you reckon? <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> Why'd you have to? Can't help myself. Oh, Clarky. I can't oh help God. myself. So every time, every time she's relaxed, she's <laughs> to know. Now I'm in the zone. Now I'm on edge. Never misses an opportunity to slip it in on the conversation. Oh, just when I had a 
couple of wiggers free weeks. You've got me back there. <laughs> Edge of my seat. All right, so let's continue then. Sorry about that. On the 4th of May 2018, Today.com ran an article on parenting from outer space, a story of the difficulties faced by Anne and a colleague of hers in parenting from space. In the story, Anne is referred to as Briggs's mum, and there's no mention of summer at all. Here is a quote from the story. McLean, being Anne, knew Briggs would struggle with her long trips, so she gave him a calendar to cross off the days while she was gone. When she talked to him a few days after leaving on her first trip, she realised her strategy wasn't working perfectly. So it makes it sound like she's the person who is... Sole parent. Well, the sole mum, I guess. And and the thing about this is that oh. they weren't publicly... They weren't publicly the, So yeah. she's, a, she's oh. a public figure being an astronaut. She's not a public yeah. lesbian. So she, she's in the closet still. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when it's being spoken about as Anne being the mum, people would assume that the other parent is a dad. There is no other mum. So for Summer, she'd be going, hang on a minute, I'm the mum. Complex. Well, I'd Complex. assume that she's left this kid on his own at home with a calendar and maybe, <laughs> if he's lucky, a uh, can opener. Well, so her, so her, it's, an, it's an excellent <laughs> assumption and I could see why you would go there. <laughs> so, of course, this aggravated Summer further. I would get the impression that he has been left with someone other than another parent. A parent, Because That's otherwise the, point, yeah. the, way, the way that reads to me is like, so you'd assume that he's with like, you know, I wouldn't even say grandparents. I, it looks like he's with some kind of carer. Like, yeah, well, yeah. But so, because otherwise you, you could say all that stuff in the context of saying he's with his grandparents and they understand or he's with his mother or he's with his father. But there's no, because there's no reference, you're left to think, oh, there's no one else for the child to be with except someone who's... So, Not so there was yeah. talk in the article. So her colleague was a man, and so there was talk conversations yeah. about from his perspective what it was like leaving the kids and partner at home. But this one was very much, yep. I think, just because yeah, they were talking about her as being the mum, the assumption was then that there is yeah. not another mum no, who is actually the one who gave birth to Briggs. So, of course, this aggravated Summer further as she did not want Anne to claim to be the mother of the child. And and she'd been so that awkward. way, yeah, right from the start. So, but they were still together, right? As still a together. I don't get. Still like at together. this point, I'd yeah. have moved out and taken my son and broken up and filed for divorce. Yeah. Actually, to be honest, if someone goes to the court and tries to file for custody or shared custody <laughs> without my permission, that'd be the end. That's, of it. Yeah. that's end of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's was more than a red flag. So she did that in <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Tony came home straight and said, "Oh, by the way." Yeah. I just oh, yeah. went to court and filed a couple of things. I've got a bit of an issue with this. And I thought I'd talk to you, but instead what I've done is I've gone down to the courthouse and thought I'd do it that way. All right, love, what's the deal? So, so, yeah. Yeah. so clearly it was love on the rocks, right? And so that was in early yeah. 2018 that she did that. In September 2018, Summer was arrested in Travis County, Texas, on assault of a family member causing bodily injury charges after Anne McLean accused her of domestic violence. The case was dismissed on March the 12th, 2019. McLean filed for divorce in October 2018, according to court documents. And McLean? Yeah, who is Anne? Goes for divorce. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. And the child stealer. Well. <laughs> Want to be child yeah, stealer. Yeah, yeah, depending on who you're asking, yes. Yeah, but also, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, in Anne's uh, custody thing, she sort of made out that Summer's not a particularly uh, reliable mother. 
So in the custody in, case. In, you know, about not being earning money and having no thought about where you're going to yeah, go and all that yeah, sort of yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah, what, so. What was the, was the domestic violence? I was, I was a little bit confused. Bust up, bit of a kerfuffle. Was it, could you just. It was, it was just, just jelly wrestling. No, yeah. but was, I got the impression that Anne had made a complaint about Summer. Yes. And Summer got arrested. Correct. Yeah. But or, or on a family member, but was that separate to no, no, so that to was her the, and... Yeah, no, no, so Summer was, was arrested a for a causing assault on a family member after Who was Anne it? accused her of domestic violence. So, yeah, it was Anne, correct. Okay, so it was just the one because I didn't know if she'd gone yeah, and attacked no, someone no. else and then Anne and got it. No, got it. She it was wasn't, a family member, right? I punched my family member and then Anne came over to stop and she said, you're next, whack. <laughs> no, I thought she oh, might she didn't go on a family I member actually, I actually thought it might have happened to a family member and then good old Anne came and went, oh, I think I'll use that to my advantage and then, yeah, um, no, no. then Summer smacked her or whatever else. No, no got it right. but, but again, that said, there was very little detail around. Summer, summer comes out punching. <laughs> like a, um, a boxing octopus. Who's next? Who's like next? A, like a boxing octopus. Smack, 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 Right up. Oh, goodness Jesus. me. Oh, she's probably been pushed to it, I'm suggesting. So in the custody case, Anne claims Summer has an explosive temper and makes poor financial decisions. Anne asked a judge to give her the exclusive right to designate the primary residence of the child if she and Summer could not reach a co-parenting agreement. A few months later and after Anne launched into Space Station in December 2018, their dispute continued to escalate. At one point, Summer noticed that Anne still knew a lot about where she was spending her money, asking questions like, have you bought a new car and how can you afford that? And Summer wondered how Anne could still be across this. So determined to get Mm. to the bottom of it, she went to her bank. Why are they still talking? And asked about locations of computers that had recently accessed her bank account Using her login credentials, correct? Yeah, yeah. So she knows all the things to do. When the bank got back to her, the answer was that one was a computer network registered to NASA. Mm. Summer approached Anne through her legal team, Carla, so there wasn't a lot of good conversation going on between the two. (laughs) No. And Anne acknowledged that she had had accessed the bank account from space insisting through a lawyer that she was merely shepherding the couple's still intertwined finances. However, Summer wasn't having it. She believed Anne was determined to take Briggs away from her. (laughs) She filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission and her family lodged one with NASA's Office of Inspector General accusing Anne of identity theft and improper access to her private financial records. So this is where we get into the space crime bit, right? Yeah. Because Anne, Anne, yes, space. <laughs> so Summer asserted in her, she was in space when she did it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Summer is. Oh, sorry, but she was on the International Space Station. So who would have the jurisdiction of the crime? Come on, I told you all about this. <laughs> Oh, the American, because she's a hey, yeah, there American. There you go. Well yeah. done. You were, you were listening. listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the crime you did confuse is, me with no, the killing the, the Italians. Yeah. Crime, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Can we just plot that out on a whiteboard? <laughs> so, so Summer asserted. Yes, that's right. The victim's also American. Yeah, yeah. So Summer asserted in her accusation that in 2018 she opened a bank account 
which she blocked Anne from accessing by changing her login information. She claimed that Anne attempted to inappropriately access this account from the space station. This accusation was quickly picked up on the media, um, by the media as it could be the first known case of space crime. Not only that, but in going to the media, Anne was publicly outed the first active astronaut to be in a same-sex relationship. Of course, this only added to the media appeal. Oh, they love that. And I did yeah. read in 2019 there was a, a gomag.com and they ran a story under the headline Space Crime Case Leads to Arrest of Lesbian Astronaut's Ex-Wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, That's very weird. Just, yeah. I know, and just grapple for every little bit of Lesbian clickbait that you possibly can. Astronaut's pick, ex-wife. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. Isn't Anne yeah. the one who's done the... And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Anne. She's the astronaut. Yeah, not Summer. Correct. Summer's. Yeah, that's right. So that's actually inc- incorrect. Incorrect. Oh, uh, well, uh, also yeah. a load of old shit. Yeah. That, there's reasonable ways of reporting Summer what's is not going an astronaut. on, and that's Anne not is the really astronaut, it. And Anne was the one who was doing the crime. Yeah, correct. Actually. Yeah. Although hold hold that thought because I didn't actually read on with that article because I just thought that's oh. a, an offensive line. So Summer spoke to the, and also factually incorrect. Well, no, no, but wait, <laughs> wait. Summer spoke oh, to the okay. New York Times, telling them she became suspicious about Anne's activities when she realised her estranged wife knew details about her spending that she shouldn't have. And this is Summer talking. I was pretty appalled that she would go that far. I knew it was not okay. Summer told the Times. But Anne's attorney told the Times that she went into the bank account using login details Warden had given her. He said Warden did not change the password or tell McLean not to go into the account. There is no evidence that money was moved around or improperly spent by McLean. According to McLean's lawyers, she was checking to make sure that Warden had enough money in the account to pay bills and care for Warden's young son whom they'd been raising together prior to their separation. Warden subsequently said, I protect my son with everything I have. That's my number one priority. But I didn't sense at the time that she was anybody that I needed to protect him against. I trusted her. So you can see it's starting to go from, you know, these two super super capable people into just a shit-slinging media affair kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, it's not really very newsworthy, frankly. The the other flip side of it, back to your point earlier, Swanee, is that if Anne were a man and Anne had said, and and a stepfather, so, you know, comes in, marries this person, is then the stepfather of the child, observes behaviours that are neglectful or, or, you know, not good for the kid. Yep, yep. The relationship breaks down and he says, you know, I want to protect that child. I mean, in this day and age, she'd have no rights anyway because men tend to have less rights than mothers anyway. But it's basically the same situation. Thanks, Andrew Tate. <laughs> what? I, I, what I just said is pretty much factual, right? I'm not, I, I'm not saying bloody expect. sex trafficking lunatic. I, I Thanks very much. You up, darling. That was unfair of me. I thought it was Two funny, Romanian it? women. I was, uh, my mother, unfortunately, watches Sky News sometimes. Yeah, and I don't recommend anyone doing that. No. It's right up there with watching Fox News. But the the headline said something about Andrew Tate arrested, you know, trafficking mm. with two Romanian women. And I was like, oh, they don't even get a name. All right. <laughs> and his brother. And you know what I said? Who's Andrew Tate? 
Yeah, apparently they're um, influencers or I something. I had no idea who he was. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw I a headline no that said Instagram And my sister said he's some feral. Oh, yeah, they looked feral. But he's like also this- been like, aren't they like, are they anti-vaxxing like conspiratorial? Oh, and it's all that kind of stuff. wank face. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And they have like a, a business model whereby if you share his content, that's how they get it to go to more people. So he's got like 4 million young people. I don't know, lots of people following him. should be him. shut down. I'm um, all right with that. Yeah. He's... The stuff, and it's all about you know women deserve to be raped, women belong really awful shit, and all these young kids like it. I mean, that is upsetting in its own right. But the fact that you jokingly called me Andrew Tate, I know, I was just (laughs) saying you went. No, I shouldn't have said that. Look, it is true that you know the courts generally find in favour of the mother. Correct, that is correct. And and in this situation, we're not even talking about a, a paternal relationship. We're talking huh. about a, a step relationship. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Good chat. This Good chat. Let's continue. Andrew Investigators from Inspector General's <laughs> office spoke to both parties trying to get to the bottom of what had happened. Summer said, I was pretty appalled that she would go that far. I knew it was not okay. And submitted to an you under... You see, I just feel like Summer is now using the press to her advantage. I, I really... Yeah. I'm feeling uncomfortable with all of this. It's very, very interesting. Anne submitted mm. to an under oath in interview with the Inspector General. She said that she was merely doing what she had always done with Miss Warden's permission to make sure the family's finances were in order. She strenuously denies that she did anything improper, said her lawyer, Rusty Harden. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Was that Rusty Harden? Rusty Harden, who added the astronaut is totally cooperating. Mr. Harden said the bank access from space was an attempt to make sure there were sufficient funds in Summer's account to pay bills and care for the child they'd been raising. Anne had done the same throughout the relationship, he said, with Summer's full knowledge. Anne continued using that the password. That wasn't in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. But Anna continues yeah, using but, the but password. But if Summer has no money, right, and Anna's already said Summer shit But do we money. know that she has no money? Doesn't she have a job? Well, she has a job doesn't mean she's good with money. Yes, but I'm terrible with money, but going and checking in my account isn't going to change the fact. Was she going to put more money into it? I don't. I think that's inappropriate. They're no Were longer they together. Were they officially she's acted- divorced at this point in time or just This was separated. December, did you say? It was 29. 29- it happened January 2019. for divorce. So she went to space in 2018 and it was before the 31st of January 2019. So I don't think the divorce had gone through. The divorce hasn't gone through, mm. right? But okay, but they're not. I, know, I, I get your point. Do you know really? what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I can see that you're on the. That's a invasion of privacy. But yeah, side. I don't. I don't believe that she's like just checking. I don't believe that. What's she going to do? From is she going to put money into account? She might. If have, she's yeah. in space, what that. else is she going to do with her time? <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's boring up here. Stare out the window. At I the earth. give them job. I reckon they might have some jobs to do up there. Uh, I've yeah. Banged my ass on the ceiling seven times because there's no gravity. I don't know what else to do. I'll just go and check the bank account. Uh, I think I have a what's it called? A space cookie or those things called uh, <laughs> yes. space bars. I'm a snack of a space bar. And what their internet's like up there? Yeah, good question. Pretty good, apparently. Pretty good, it's right. Well, I'm thinking it's right next to Elon Musk's satellite, (laughs) so it must be great. Yeah. (laughs) So she said that she continued using the password that she'd previously used and never heard from Summer that the account was now off limits, he added. Anne wrote an email to Summer questioning her claims that Anne had sent threatening emails from Orbit and had been accessing bank accounts. 
saying, not sure where that info comes from. Despite the turmoil and... Patro- Stop saying shit like that, bitch, or I'll come and punch you. <laughs> I'm not punch you. <laughs> I'll come for you. I haven't sent a threatening email until now. <laughs> okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Despite the turmoil, <laughs> Anne portrayed no outward signs of trouble on the space station. After receiving Anne's email, Summer filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission accusing Anne of committing identity theft though she saw no sign that anyone had moved or made use of the funds in her account. So she's basically saying that's my account and her accessing it is identity theft. Anne, on the other hand, was gaining national attention for another reason. NASA was promoting the coming milestone of an all-female spacewalk. She was set to do work outside the space station with her fellow astronaut Christina Koch. But in a sudden switch a few days before the spacewalk, NASA scrapped Anne's role, explaining that there were not enough suits available in the two women's sizes. A NASA spokesman, Megan Sumner, said that the decision about the spacewalk was not influenced by any allegations made about Anne and Summer declined to, sorry, Miss Sumner declined to comment about the issues raised by Summer. In the days before Anne returned from space in June 2019, Summer's parents sent a lengthy letter to NASA's Office of Inspector General outlining what they described as Anne's highly calculated and manipulative campaign to win custody of the child. Who sent that letter? Summer's Summer's parents. Summer's parents, yeah. 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 In the letter, they included the allegation of the bank account intrusion. The issue was investigated and found that Summer and Anne shared access to multiple online bank accounts. The account in question was opened in April 2018 and Worden's login credentials were not changed to block McLean's access until January 2019. Anne launched into International Space Station on December 3, 2018. Warden filed her original complaint in March 19, 2019, according to the indictment. You following that so far? Yeah, so she'd made out that she changed her passwords and said you can't use that account, but in reality she hadn't. And she didn't even change it immediately, did she? Correct. She, she kept it until March? Correct. Well, no, was it? She kept it till January and then she filed a complaint. Oh, in March. Okay. So yeah. she knew she was going in and she kept it there. Correct. Yeah, she and then she, she probably had the evidence of have you bought a new car? Right, now I know she's looked at it. Now I'm going to file the complaint and yeah. change the password. Yeah. So It was a little trap, a little honey trap. Well played. So after Summer's accusations were made public, Anne, who had then returned to Earth, responded on social media and refuted <laughs> any suggestion of illegal activity Literally, on her part. Literally, not figuratively. <laughs> We've been going through... Uh, <laughs> We've been going through a painful personal... It's, just, it's funny. Return to Earth. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Come crashing down to Earth. Yeah. We've been going through a painful personal separation that's now unfortunately in the media, McLean wrote. I appreciate mm. the outpouring of support and will reserve comment until after the investigation. Investigators found that Summer had allegedly set up the bank account in question earlier than she had told investigators and changed the login credentials for the account much later than she had previously claimed. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors concluded that Worden hadn't revoked McLean's access to the account. So Anne was subsequently cleared of the charges and Summer was charged with false accusations of criminal activity on two separate occasions. First... And they simply handed the baby over and said, there you go, you can have Briggs now, <laughs> yeah. end of story. Well, and everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. First, the, the two occasions were first when she stated the claims to the Federal Trade Commission in March 2019 and then later to NASA, NASA's Office of Inspector General in 2019. 
Of course, Summer was shocked by the charges and said that she did not intend to mislead investigators. However, she went on to say it was her intent to change her password for the account but wasn't sure if she actually had done so. I didn't misrepresent anything, she said. I call BS on that. (laughs) You can't have gone to all that effort to try and nail someone else publicly and not have that small detail taken care of. When you change the password, you would kind of know, wouldn't you? Oh, could you imagine? That is such a lie. If you were trying to truly keep someone out of something that had been in before, you wouldn't have anything that related to you guys or that they could try and guess you'd probably have one of those ones that are you know formulated for you they would you would give it thought right to keep them out and he she's saying oh I, I thought I had yeah yeah Bull. also would that you go simply a lie would you go to the lengths of charging her or, or accusing her of it via yeah. lawyers and would you also yeah. go to the media like it's it's an interesting strategy absolutely she's totally she's assumed no one's going to find that out that's of course. The, I think so. Which is ridiculous because she's the forensic intelligence. I know. But I thought, you know, I, I understand that, that Anne did a couple of things that you were like, enough, Anne, you know, you've overstepped your, overstepped your mark there. He's my child. Yeah. Let's play, you, you've handled that poorly at best or you're making me feel very uncomfortable. So if that were the case, I'd do what she said, get her out of my life and move on. But instead she's yeah. kind of gone, I'm going to publicly bring you down. I'm so going to ruin not you. An option. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to ruin you. You've got a public persona. I'm going to yeah. wreck it for you. Correct. You thought you'd It's real nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Women. Women. What yeah. a lot of bitches, Hell hath eh? No fury like no a woman fury. scorned. Like, like a woman. woman. Let alone two like of Like a woman whose bank account's been looked yeah. at by <laughs> someone else. Oh. So Summer was left to fight she charges. she was an astronaut. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Summer was left to fight charges that she wholly denies, feeling that she has to fight the government to prove her innocence and retain custody of Briggs. She allegedly believes that this is all part of a calculated plan by Anne to gain custody, and if found guilty, she could face 10 years in jail and a fine of 250000 US dollars. Shit. Well, the table's turned, didn't she's, they? She's played that badly, didn't she? She <laughs> yeah. thought she was going to get, she thought she was going to sort Anne out and get rid of her. But does Anne actually want, has she said that she wants? Briggs? Well, she filed for yes, dual custody. That was before they split. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, so after this, they actually got to a point where she had visiting rights, and, and I think I'll talk about it a bit later, and Summer yeah. wasn't allowed to leave the county without Anne's permission with Briggs. So it was slight risk. There was yeah. there was a very um, real thing going on where Anne was having traction, getting some level of custody. Cheapers, yeah. I'm surprised. It just goes to show you got to be so careful who you go into a relationship with if you got kids, right? Well, you know there is a bit of that. So if you were Summer's friends and family, what would you do? Nothing. Nothing. Or I'd tell her just to. Pull her head in. (laughs) Or another option is to set up a GoFundMe page, which (laughs) which happened on the 13th of April 2020. And And who did this? Family and friends? The the headline is Family, Friends and Supporters of Summer Warden. And it reads, after surviving a vicious legal battle initiated by Anne McLean's attempt to steal Summer Warden's son, Summer now faces (laughs) baseless criminal charges stemming from McLean's own misconduct. Summer Worden is innocent and must fight the full force of the federal government, NASA, and Department of Justice. 
Anne McLean's legal attacks have nearly bankrupted Summer. Now we, Summer's friends, family and supporters, must come together to raise the funds necessary to exonerate her. A decorated Air Force officer and committed single parent, Summer is an exceptional person, full of proven integrity and a testament to the American spirit. The truth will win in the end, but we need to help Summer fight against the politically motivated agenda launched to blame her for Anne McLean's own misdeeds. So that's the spiel to get you to donate money. <clears throat> and then there are two updates posted on the page. So the page started on the 13th of April and then on the 16th of April by Megan Warden, who I'm assuming is Summer's sister, possibly mother. I should have actually looked into that, but anyway, here we go. Thank you so much for the support so far. We still have a long way to go, so please keep up the fight. Friends, truth truly is stranger than fiction. Please consider donating to this cause. I would not make such a request if I did not truly believe these actions taken by the government to be outrageous, false, and a complete insult to our justice system. Here's what Megan is. I did recall this now. My sister-in-law, Summer Warden, is being forced <laughs> to take on the federal government to defend herself against absolutely false charges. There is so much talk about this story that has been misreported and downright lied about. I'm happy to talk to anyone that wants information on the case or has questions. I urge you to write your representatives and ask if this is what NASA does with taxpayer money. Go after the ex-spouse of their astronauts. Every member of our family has spent their own time, money and considerable emotional energy through this process worried about losing our nephew. Now it seems we have to worry about our sister as well. This cannot stand. Please help in any way you can and pray. Pray for our family and for Summer as she continues to battle the unimaginable stress she must be feeling. Hashtag Summer and Briggs. <laughs> So that was the first update. I don't really feel. I don't really would have got to the end. Really. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like get to the. I, point. I feel like if I wasn't um, investigating this for the Same podcast, piece. I wouldn't have continued reading. But I think it <laughs> exactly. It's impassioned. It is very impassioned. So, mm. so two weeks later, Jen Braddock adds an update. Appreciate the continued donations and shares. Every little bit helps. Summer had her arraignment last Monday, April twentieth, via video call. She pled not guilty and the judge briefed her on the do's and don'ts of being under federal restriction. Summer had her weapons taken away, her passport taken away, can't leave the state without permission, and the biggest insult, Summer must periodically check in with a probation officer. So much for innocent until proven guilty, huh? All Summer wanted was a divorce <laughs> and to live in peace with her son. And now this 13-year decorated Air Force Intel officer vet is being treated as a criminal while she waits for an unknown amount of time for a trial date. The amount of stress that she and Briggs are under is unfathomable. Please continue to share her story. Thank you. So as of the 21st of June 2023, 38 donations have been made to the GoFundMe campaign, raising $4,955. US <laughs> I was going to ask you how far they'd gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Against a target oh, of $25,000. US dollars. No donations oh, okay. have been made in the last three years. <gasps> it's got a little bit cold. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Summer was due to go to court in the American spring of 2022. However, there is literally COVID. nothing that I could find. Yeah, post a lot that of date. stuff got slowed down because of COVID. Well, there was nothing about it being so postponed. There was no, like, literally gone yeah, silent. Sometimes, it, yeah, she's still in. She's still hanging around. You know, 
Not innocent until proven guilty, huh? <laughs> I, I, but there's there's no media. There's there's literally nothing. So I don't know whether no they've, they've separated. I reckon what's happened is they've gone. This is a fantastic story. It's got astronauts and lesbians and all the kind of shit we love. <laughs> and then they've gone. Oh, it's just two bitches Space having lesbians. a custody battle. This Space is lesbians. shit. It, it is two bitches having a custody battle. Yeah, That's yeah. all it is. Exactly, exactly all it is. right. Yeah. That's all it ever was. The whole idea that someone that had got so much coverage because someone looked at someone's ludicrous. bank account. That's what happens every day, I'm sure. Correct. So oh, it's like, no oh hang on, lesbian astronaut. <gasps> yeah. So that's how close, how dangerously close the world came to having their first crime in space. However, there is still no crime. So, Carla, if your sons do <laughs> want to continue in space law, there's still... Space crime. Space crime. You might have space to law, well, sorry. also space do law, family law. law or criminal law because there might not be that much to occupy them. <laughs> but also... Oh, yeah, what do you do? Space oh, no, law. I'm good. I'm just waiting for my next space <laughs> case. <laughs> they could also become famous by being the first criminal in space if they decide not to go down the law I think, path. I thought that's where she was... I thought that's where she was going mm. to go with it, and then she turned them so into lawyers. lawyers. So yeah, I was yeah. like, well, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, she's the <laughs> mum, and she wants them to aim high, not low. Like father, like sons. I don't want yeah. you to be infamous. <laughs> I want you to be famous. Yeah. So there you go. That's all I've got. It comes to a very abrupt end. That's good. It was yeah. good? Look, I'm pretty okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I enjoyed it, was, it. You're right, though. It is just a custody battle that got blown out of proportion because of yeah. some extenuating circumstances. but. I do believe that the charges brought against Summer are a little over the top and I do think it is a complete waste of taxpayers' money prosecuting uh-huh. her for saying, but it, does that not come down to, oh, you said that uh, you changed your password but you hadn't? Yeah, so. I know. Get over it, everyone. It's, it's really interesting. I watched a couple of videos as well and they were on one of the sources I mentioned earlier, but basically there was this real almost a fear from Summer and her family that Anne was going to get custody and Anne was in the... I think she probably might have. She was in the media. Well, she she did get, you know, like I was a visitation every fortnight. She was building to it. That's right. So Anne played a very solid strategy of keeping herself clean. She was in the media for all the right reasons. She had NASA. So when, when Summer's then going in and her family are approaching NASA and saying, you need to get involved, of course NASA are going to go, how do we distance ourselves from this, not how do we find a scandal in our ranks? That's why I think now Summer feels like she's fighting the full extent of the government and NASA and all these things because they're going, well, you're the problem here, not anyone else. Whereas had she not done that and, and played a more discreet um, strategy. Just go through the family courts. Perhaps none and, of this would And have deal happened. with it that way. And, you know, just play. I'm the biological mother. Here's the fact that I can earn, I can look after my son, the statements that I can't do that are ridiculous and I don't even know why this is an argument because this woman has no real rights, legal rights to my child. Carla called bullshit on it and so I'm pretty sure she probably did knowingly make a false charge around and like make a mountain out of molehill out of the looking at a bank account business. But it's still not worthy of court dates and defence attorneys and prosecution and juries and a waste of money. Yeah. It's just, it's just dumb. Yeah, I, yeah. And so, I think there's a part of me that says I, I kind of side with the sister-in-law a little bit, not quite in her snarky, because uh, you know <laughs> well, I'm sorry added, to tell you I this, but once time. you've been arrested, <laughs> well, no, it's very good though. But and I think it was right. I think it was an absolutely accurate read. But <laughs> from my perspective, 
if you get arrested for something, yeah, that is what happens. You mm. go to jail for a period of time. You may get bail. You might be out. But yes, you have all of your you know liberties restricted because otherwise anyone could just run away all the time. Yeah, I, I think possibly that's the whole point. I think possibly too the space thing actually amplifies the the whole interest. Oh, it in wouldn't the media. be so, a story. Yeah, but but so had that not happened on an international space station, or it, no one would have cared. But they go, oh, it's possibly no. the first crime in space. Therefore, let's give it all these headlines. The worst and- part about yeah. this, I actually, agree, I absolutely agree. But the worst part about it, Clark, is it's possibly the first crime in space. Well, it's not but- now. It's absolutely no, it's not. not. Yeah, yeah. And so, but so me, so I'm going. It's a non-story. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to Google space crime. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be some really good stuff. <laughs> And all we get is a couple of scrags oh. fighting over a, a kid like it's terrible. And <laughs> I, I say that, I actually do say that with respect, thinking I would say that about my own friends and family if we were doing this as well. So don't. It's a couple of. Uh, just super capable women who have just been kid, yeah. brought into this horrible. You know, they could, they could do anything, those two individually, but together, bad mix. Agreed. Yeah, so I guess from a sentencing perspective, firstly, I'm going to knock out the criminal charges and I think I'm just going to, one of two things, one is just make them go through a standard family custody and it'll just be what it is Yep. Um, process, or the other much more maniacal and evil kind of uh, sentences, I'm going to take Briggs away from both of them. <gasps> I'm going to go like, you know, oh, is it Solomon's, King Solomon's evil choice? Pole. I'm just going to say, well, neither of you behave well, so Briggs can go and be with someone else. I don't know who, but just not you two. Or I really will do the King Solomon ruling and say, if you both want Briggs, we'll cut him in half (gasps) and and then you can both have him. I'm not (laughs) No, You clearly don't know that story, right? You don't know that story. So two women, same not same situation, not astronaut lesbians, but two women <laughs> go to King Solomon and say, this child is mine, this child is mine. You know, they're fighting the over this kid mine, and he says, fine, mine, we'll, cut, mine. we'll cut him in half yes, he's mine. and, you know, I'll give you the top and you can have the bottom or we'll cut him down the middle so you get, both get the same thing. And the woman who said, absolutely not, no, no, okay, fine, he can go with her. That's who King Solomon determined. Was the mum. Actually cared for the child, it. more importantly, and gave the child to him. Yes, so so you two didn't know the other half of that right. story, yeah, and no. therefore it's sounded thinking, real bad. I'm normally really happy with you going as hard as you want, but that was too far for a minute there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now the idea is one of them says, yes. "Oh, I'm never going to allow that to happen," and therefore the he's one, the one who deserves awarded. the child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks Ooh. for clarifying. Glad we clarified that. <laughs> Swanee. Swanee. I hark back to sort of the beginning when I was trying to imagine if Anne had have been just a stock standard bloke who had entered into a relationship with this woman. It wasn't, you know, like some superstar astronaut that had a, a profile and, you know, probably a following as such because, you know, she's pretty amazing. But if you you just have to park that for the time being because I do think she behaved in a way that would make me suspicious and make me uncomfortable if I was summer. Yeah. There's something about some of the things that she did that would have my warning bells ringing. And I just, I don't think you should be in a position to try and take someone's biological child off them after being in a relationship with them for any period of time, let alone a number of years. Five. There's something very 
weird about that. And even if you t- said to me, oh, I don't know if she always had enough money, whatever else, I'd, again, I still not don't enough, care. I mean, I enough. get that you're keen on the yeah. kid. I get yeah. that you're <laughs> attached, <laughs> but no. Thank you. I like that yeah. saying. I like that you're keen on the you're kid. Keen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, get get a, I know you've got a bit of a thing for and it's I get, true, I get you, you're emotionally attached, but you don't yes. get to just take them home. Yeah, mm. and there's something Anne needs to sort of be held a mirror held up to her to show her how that would feel because it's that would be a really threatening thing to do to someone else, let alone going down to, you know, the courthouse and say, oh, I've decided to file these. <laughs> that was extraordinary. <laughs> all that yeah. kind of stuff. I think, you know, you haven't handled this well at all. You've handled it in a way which is I'm superior. Yeah. I've got more power. People are going to listen to me. I'm somebody. Watch this. This will go my way. Yeah. And so I can understand why summer kind of started to unravel a bit and then became Mm. a little bit desperate and I think that's reflected in the way she behaved so this idea I mean she was she was bullshit there's no way she didn't know what that password hadn't been changed and I think Schmidt used the term honey trap she kind of did she kind of thought this will this will work she's in space again she was clever enough to know that that also made it potentially more newsworthy it's certainly clickworthy as you say there's not much more of a story to it than that but I just think it's, you know, that saying women behaving badly or people behaving the real-time badly. researcher. Yeah. It's a <laughs> 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 yeah, make them get back together and so they can look after him mm-hmm. and uh, realise that they're just. And resolve their differences yeah. and stop yeah. being dickheads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair. Just let everything get in front of them. I think I think you're right with the the whole and thing. Is this a family law court version of uh, Trial by One today? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. I, I, I think We've decided we're going to force you to be continue in a relationship. relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They do it all the time. Yeah, we're all disappointed that you made us click on this. And now you're going to have to pay for it. You've just wasted our time. Oh, I would add something to that because I think Schmidt is right. If they're forced to be in a relationship, the bit that's like the little trial by wine magic would be that every decision and everything they do has to be Briggs-centric. So their little assholery that they've been up to this point is negated by the fact that if you have everything that's in the child's best interest and they have no option but to have to behave that way it's not it's not something they can choose to do or not it's just our little trial by wine magic that we've sprinkled on them it is you know, king they solomon's will, wisdom they to, yet again king solomon's wisdom they will have to yeah toe the line so to speak. absolutely absolutely yeah. oh, look at that that's excellent mm. yeah yeah right sorry Claire. no no you're right so i think i kind of struggle with anne feeling that she's got a claim over briggs yeah and I think whilst she might thank you, I thank love you. him and she might think that she could do a better job, the reality is she's the one splashing herself all over the media talking about how hard it is to parent a kid from space whilst the child's mother mm-hmm. is at home looking after said kid. Pull your right. head in, honey. You can't do that. And I, I think I could imagine Summer going, fuck me, she thinks she's struggling to parent my son from space what does she think I'm doing? So, you know, it, that in itself is where I think this starts and I think Anne needs to pull her head in and step back, take a few deep breaths and realise that Summer is the one who should be looking after this child and she might want a whole lot, but that's not in the best interests of, of Briggs necessarily. So, yeah, not a big fan of the way she behaved. In terms of how you'd punish her, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to struggle to give them both individual punishments. I think Summer was just stupid in 
going about things the way that she did, despite her anxiety of losing her son. I'm not a big fan of that. But so I think often at work, when there's people having arguments over something, I'll say, let's go and get the sumo suits. And you can fight it out in the sumo suits. And whoever (laughs) wins, wins the argument. So I think what I would like is for Summer and Anne to have a grand battle in the middle of the town square where there's all the media that they have, you know, well, certainly that Anne has craved, and they can fight and fight and fight for who's going to get custody of Briggs. And then once all of that's played out, I'm still going to give Briggs to Summer and Anne can just go about her own ways. Cool. You know, not that it's replacing anything, but maybe Anne can get off her fat ass and go through IVF or Tiki Baster and have her own kids. That is an open option for her. And, yes, she's not going to have Briggs. Well, assuming that she's not barren, but, yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe she is. And and that, that that's why she was such well, a good rugby then. player. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Anyway. That's a little bit cliched, isn't it? What's the whole that? rugby player bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just, yeah, I wanted to throw something in controversial yeah. just to liven things up I again. I didn't get it. I think there Do are a rug- lot of lesbians. Female rugby yeah. players all become barren. No, lesbians. Like, yeah. There's a lot of lesbians in... In, in in sport. And that sounds like me just in soccer, in, sport in hockey, but certainly in, in yeah, AFL, correct. it's it's very common. So in from for yeah. men in that thing, it's very hard to find someone who's homosexual. For women in the versions of the same sport, very, very common. Correct. True fact, Schmidt. You can pull faces all you like. Oh no, I just I was just thinking about the statement about men not being homosexual. Well maybe not. This is very hard uh, to find one. Well, obviously. Very hard to find one, right? Please so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian Roberts is your one and only example. Yeah. I wasn't going to. I'm just laughing because it feels like that's, what, 20 well, years ago. Yeah, I know, right? We're still going about it. No, no, the, no, the rugby league player. Oh, when no. We were, so, then, so a soccer like, player no, has come out as gay. I don't rugby. I don't pay any attention. You know, the, no, you don't have to follow rugby I think rugby there are league. plenty of Premier League gay boys. I don't think there's plenty. And uh, I anyway. think it's very, it always grabs the headlines. Whereas for women in similar sports. It's barely even looked at. No, because it's so prevalent, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anyway, that's not... your own business. <laughs> what you want to do with who you want that to do, as long as consenting then. adults, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You channel even your mother then. <laughs> and if you want to play rugby, that's I mean, fine too. I mean, you could have you know? said that before arcing up about the fact that there, there are plenty of gay I wasn't arcing. Said, I was well, just wondering you know. whether... No, 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 no. I just wasn't sure that there are none. Uh, I was more that you were like very there are six. clean. I was saying it's very there hard to find. Right. I didn't say none. <laughs> well, she's just found six, so it's not that hard. No, anyway. I'm sure there's probably, but there's not a lot. I it's think, not that hard. Still, still quite <laughs> I absolutely Pardon agree that it probably if there are gay people or gay men rather in these sporting fields that they don't feel comfortable coming out, 100% would agree with that Correct. because mm. it's still very much a macho, masculine, pardon me, testosterone-filled carry-on, which is probably why I don't like sports. And I don't Good like chat. any leagues, male or females, just putting that out there too. Good chat. All right, well, great episode, Clarky. <laughs> very interesting. I really enjoyed that. No one got murdered. Did you? There were no weapons. It was nice. It was nice. Right. Absolutely. No I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thanks. I feel, Good job. I feel like well, I almost, no, one, no one really got hurt except some idiots. I felt like we were going to come to the conclusion that the <laughs> crime was me even coming up with this episode because there was actually no, no crime. No, I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, that was very nice palate cleanser, which sets us up very well for my next episode. Oh, so no. uh, on that note, as we say every week, miss you already. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. 
You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.